spent all week uh, working through um, different potential deals with our players. Um, you know, uh, with with all players, we are at the mercy of market of markets. Um, with um, Eduardo specifically, you know his his performance is a fit for every team in baseball. You know, every team in baseball um, would want that type of starter in the rotation. However, there were some uh, contractual headwinds that uh, influenced his market. Um, there were a couple of terms in his contract that disqualified a lot of uh, markets from pursuing him. So we um, we were working with the market that we had uh, with Eduardo. Um, we were communicating with Eduardo, um, you know, in person via text and on on the phone, and. Uh, at the end of the day, we reached an agreement uh, on Eduardo uh, that he was not comfortable with. And he ultimately uh, decided to stay in Detroit. If the consolation prize for um, you know not getting that deal is we get one of the best left-handed starters in baseball on the mound every five nights, uh, you know, sign me up for that. Uh, we're we're excited to get Eduardo back. He's a he's been a very powerful mentor for some of our young starters and he's going to give us a great chance to win every five days. Uh, I do not find it disappointing. Um, again, we, uh, we acquired how you Lee, who's a player that we've been after for a long time. He's going to go straight to West Michigan and he's going to really help us. Uh, he's going to be one of our, our top prospects and having access to that level of talent is a big win for the organization. Um, as for Eduardo Rodriguez, Again, there were some very stiff contractual headwinds that it, that uh, affected his market. Um, you can't just take the performance and look at you know the type of return that that performance should access and assume that that is is achievable. The you know we have to live in markets um, and we have to ultimately accept what the market will bear. Um, so I think we operated very well as a staff. I'm really proud of our staff for all the work that they put into um, executing in this deadline. And I feel like we got better at this deadline because we added young talent and we got better this month in July because we added a lot of young talent in the draft. Um, so we need these types of months in this organization. We were adding a lot of young talent, a lot of players that we feel like we can build around and overall I'm proud of the effort that our, our staff put in for this entire month. I have a question for all Tigers fans or whoever follows this team with great anticipation, and interest. Did Scott Harris fail his first major test as Detroit Tigers president of baseball operations by failing to trade Arado Rodriguez and getting a return on that obvious trade chip when Rodriguez failed to lift his non-trade clause and nixed the train to the Los Angeles Dodgers, which for the Tigers would have landed them an impressive haul of young and talented Dodgers prospects? Or do you fall under the argument which Harris made when he said they operated well as a staff? And where does this leave the future and current rebuild of the Tigers organization? Well, for some reliable and trustworthy answers, I turned 
to one of our reliable sources on this program, our good friend, Jake Ritma, who returns to the program to provide his insight and perspective on the Tigers wheeling and dealing during this trade deadline period and where the future of the franchise stands after Harris's first attempt at really stockpiling the franchise's farm system and prospects for the future. I'm Kevin McShann, and my conversation with Ritma concerning everything Tigers starts right now. Let's have this conversation. some Tigers baseball with you this morning. Great to be with you, my friend, and thank you as always for a few minutes. Hey, Kevin, you know it's always my pleasure, man. Nothing else I'd rather be doing. Nobody else I'd rather be talking to. It's always great when our paths cross, man, and uh, any time I can spend with you having this conversation is time well spent. So good to be here, and uh, let's talk some Tigers. Well, absolutely, my friend. I think we were all hoping for uh, Christmas in August at the first of the month, my friend. But uh, Scott Harris wasn't able to train the Tigers' biggest uh, trade ship. So w- without trading Rodriguez, Rodriguez, do you think it was a failure? Or what do you think of what transpired during the trade deadline, my friend? Look, Kevin, it's one of those things that I think is going to go down in Tiger history as a great unknown. And, uh, you know, we're a couple days removed from it all. But I think back to how I felt when it was happening in the moment, it almost felt like uh, a nightmare scenario in which obviously everybody by now knows what happens. But you've got two sides trying to complete a deal with about an hour left in the trade deadline and seemingly those sides had agreed upon something and (laughs) all but one important factor was in on it. And that of course was Rodriguez. And so for him to exercise that no trade veto power to a team on the West coast, like the Dodgers really killed everything and, and left us all scratching our head. And I, I was among those scratching my head, like you cannot be serious. This can't be happening. And I think when you look back at the situation, you got to, you know, we're all, um, we're all privy to our own opinion and we all have that prerogative. And when something goes as wrong as that trade did, and you're left to point, uh, point the blame at someone without knowing every detail, it's hard not to hold Scott Harris responsible for it falling apart in the final hour, whether it be, you know, it's left us to all just completely speculate on why that deal fell apart, whether it was Rodriguez from the very beginning saying, no, I'm not going to the Dodgers, whether it was him at the end saying, changing his mind, whatever it is, Scott Harris has to be has to be so unequivocally positive that the deal will go through and that something like this can't happen. So it happened. I think Scott Harris in his 
immediate comments afterwards to the media left a lot to be desired and still left so many questions out there because he didn't he just really danced around you get kind of the the feeling that um he was just really providing that high level opinion or that high level um explanation of why it didn't go through and, and it's all told um i think ken rosenthal's um column in the art in the athletic said it best that both both sides lose in this situation the dodgers lose out on rodriguez the tigers lose out by having um you know not the ability to to find you know receive those prospects that were in the deal we don't know the specifics of it and rodriguez still has the opt out at the end of the season and he'll be pitching for a tigers team that uh you know, if you want to believe that, that being seven games out in a terrible division like the Central, they can maybe make a run at it. I personally don't, but all sides lose in what transpired at the deadline. And it's another, you know, another black eye on Tigers history of botched trade deadlines. So where do they go from here losing out on the prospects? Because I think Rodriguez is going to opt out at the end of the year anyway. So... How does Scott Harris save face if he does it all, my friend? Yeah, that's the that's the million dollar question, and I think it's um I think he is as a rookie um, general manager, president of baseball operations, whatever you want to call him, as the boss in his first year as the boss for the Tigers. I think this is a a learning moment and a moment he'll look back on, and from here have to re earn the trust of Tigers faithful because this make no mistake about it. This was a major hiccup, a major botched trade deadline, and it falls squarely on Scott Harris's shoulders. And so where do they go from here? There's, you know, maybe you hope Rodriguez doesn't opt out, stays with the Tigers. You know, the one trade was made with Lorenzen with Philadelphia, where you pick up uh, one of their top prospects as a second baseman, somebody the Tigers had their eyes on for quite a while. And maybe, you know, with the with the addition of Max Clark in the draft, with him being out of high school, he's still several uh, years away, obviously. And so outside of, of Riley Green and maybe Spencer Torkelson and and some of the other contributing big league players, this team is still so far away that as a Tigers fan, it really is tough to tough to manufacture some kind of positive mindset moving forward other than just a continuous rebuild and still being years and years away from competing in the American League and in the American League Central. Yeah, with Cabrera's money going off the books, too, at the end of the season, do you think uh, Scott will have flexibilities to sort of rebuild uh, trust and certainly uh, get get people in here that could uh, move uh, the rebuild forward? It's a positive thought, and you know me; I'm a I'm a pretty positive guy, so um, I I don't uh, necessarily hate that thought by any means. But um, it's one of those I'll believe it when I see it ordeals because I just don't see this team spending big in the off season to try to bring pieces in to compete immediately. They're still um, it still feels like they're they're years and years away. And the other side of that is I don't know on the free agent side of things who wants to come to Detroit? It's um, it's kind of turned into that destination that it doesn't really have the allure, the appeal um, na- na- nationwide that uh, maybe it did back when 
Cabrera was coming, um, came over back when, you know, Verlander, Scherzer, and all the big names that were playing for the Tigers more in those glory days, if you will. Um, and it just, it, it lacks any type of excitement. And unfortunately, there's just not a lot of ways to spin it to be excited about the direction of the Tigers moving forward in on August 3rd, 2023. Now, do you think in a private moment uh, Harris would admit that he dropped the ball? I would love to have that private moment with Scott Harris because um, going back, if you watched his immediate press conference after the trade deadline that night when the Tigers were playing the first of a two-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates, you could just feel the whatever it is, you know, however you want to articulate it, you could just feel he had more to say and I would love to just find the specifics of why the deal fell apart. And, you know, we'll, obviously we'll never get that access. And so, of course, like I've said before, not to sound like a, a broken record repeating myself here, but the specifics of what led to the deal falling apart will forever be unknown. And we're just left to speculate. And if it was, you know, one speculation I heard that maybe makes a little bit of sense is maybe... Rodriguez wanted to stick it to the Tigers this year for Detroit opting to put him on the um, the list last year where he wasn't paid because he was dealing with the family issues. And whether it be he simply did just change his mind and it's all family related, all those all those factors associated with this decision that he made to exercise that veto trade option are all speculation and until Scott Harris or anybody on the inside definitively tells us what happened in the final hour, we're left to just speculate. Yeah. And the other piece of the trade deadline, as you mentioned, was training Michael Lorenzen for the uh, league prospect from the Phillies. And I seem to be positive about him, but uh, he's a couple of years away from uh, competing. So what do you think about training a Michael well, I think Lorenzen's stock was higher than it, it, it had ever been in his career um, based on, you know, the success that he had in the first half of this season. He was an all-star for the Tigers and really was uh, almost putting together the type of season that if you look at his career stats is kind of an outlier. So I was all for trading Michael Lorenzen. You know, his stock would, has never been this high. It probably never will be this high again. And again, you know, going back to where the Tigers are as an organization, um, compiling prospects and compiling pieces to this puzzle to hopefully be successful down the road is just the the sad reality of where the Tigers are in 2023. And I say sad reality, maybe that's a little bit harsh, but given the uh, the years and years of meddling in mediocrity or, or below that under Alavila, it, this fan base deserves more than than where they're at right now and you know scott harris has made it clear what he inherited um doesn't necessarily lend itself to a quick turnaround so he's doing the best he can but uh i thought this year's trade deadline was maybe one step forward with the lorenzen trade but two steps backwards with the failed eduardo rodriguez trade it's just a shame because the division is still <laughs> but anyway uh, my final question for you my friend is what do you constitute as uh, success for uh, the Tigers for the remainder of this season? 
Yeah, I mean, it would be fun to entertain the thoughts of making a push at the AL Central. As you know, I refer to it as the Comedy Central because it's so bad. But uh, um, that would be the best case scenario. But I just don't think they have the tools um, and pieces to do that. So I was listening to A.J. Hinch's one-on-one with Dan Dickerson yesterday before the day game against the Pirates. And, you know, he talked about playing good baseball. And as the manager, he's going to say all the right things. Playing good baseball, learning how to win, establishing winning habits, building a winning culture for these young guys. And although, you know, it does sound like cliche city with all of <laughs> the uh, the phrases I uttered there, it there is some truth to it. And it's not necessarily exciting, but if you're a pure baseball fan like you and I are, you want to see this team playing great baseball. You want to see the starting pitching continue to improve, the bullpen continue to be a an asset to this baseball team, and really just start to um, move in the right direction of a, a consistent winning organization that does things the right way and um we've seen it at times this year and again aj hinch talked about this yesterday we've seen it at times this year but then we've also seen some horrific stretches of baseball where this team appears to be you know miles and miles away from from where a competent competing baseball team should be so um just really trying to hone in on that consistent level of play in all facets of the game and i know that's a a boring and cliche answer for you kev but uh it's uh it's it really is what i think the the focus of this organizational is from scott harris down to aj hinch and everybody else involved well, if we can find consistent under Javier Baez's thing, that would be nice too, right? <laughs> Don't even get me going on that. You know that's going to get me in a bad mood. It's it's good. We're having a great conversation here, and you bring up Javier Baez, and now I'm all sorts of uh, uh, bothered and 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 trying to regain composure here because just the name, oh, just the name itself. But you know, he's the Tiger shortstop for the foreseeable future, four more years. So I guess I just got to learn to deal with it, and I'll figure that out somehow. At least his hairstyle is dynamic enough, right? <laughs> sure. Any 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 positive you can spin, um, I, I guess uh, you, you're a better man than me, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. So uh, tell me, finally, if people want to catch up with you, my friend, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, I try to stay as uh, active on Twitter as possible. I'll be uh, covering the Tigers this weekend for 97-1, the ticket, uh, home series, seven-game homestand um, with three against the Rays, and then Minnesota comes to town. So uh, I'll be at Comerica Park uh, for the weekend, and then, of course, on the airways at 97-1, the ticket, a little Sunday night special coming up. And, uh, you know, always trying to stay connected and uh, engaged with everybody following this the Detroit Tigers baseball team and, and and really just the entire city of Detroit. You know, we got training camp with the Lions going on right now. You and I can't wait for the NFL season, but uh, I always love interacting and engaging with people on Twitter at Jake underscore Ritma. And from there, it's, uh, it's always, there's never a dull moment in the sports world, my friend, and you know that uh, better than anybody. Absolutely. Well, my friend, it was great to see you uh, last week in person when we attended uh, the Tigers game together. And it's always great to see you in this context as well, my friend. Thank you for a few minutes and best of luck with your current and future endeavors, my friend. Same to you, my brother. Always good to stay connected. All the best to you and uh, can't wait for next time.